You're at the Coaching Inn, 3D Coaching's virtual pub where we enjoy conversations with people who are engaged in the world of coaching. Hello and welcome to the Coaching Inn. I'm Claire Pedrick and today it's my pleasure to be in conversation with Fee Stevenson and Andy Riggs. And we're going to be talking about coaching as an interim. And we just got into conversation and started thinking this was a very interesting subject for a podcast. So welcome, Fee and Andy. Hello. Uh, thank you very much, Claire. So I'm Fee Stevenson. I work as a coach, but also do some interim management and some meeting facilitation. Great. And Andy? Uh, hi, I'm Andy Riggs. I'm an interim finance director in the higher education space. Cool. So I would love to hear, we would love to hear about your, a little bit about your journey as a coach. And then let's see what we're learning about being a coach under inter interim at the same time. Okay, shall I go first? Yes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I spent most of my career in um, consultancy management um, decided to take a change of direction probably about 12 years ago and went off to study a master's. Um, and at the same time as that, I kept getting phone calls from people saying, would you mentor someone that is on my team? And I thought, well, if I'm going to be asked to do this, I wanted to uh, be sure that I do a good job. So I started some coach training at the same time. And then over the years, I've done various different coach journey, uh, coach journeys with different organisations. And you're still very much a bit of both. Bit of both still, yes. Great. Good, thank you. Andy, what about you? What's your journey? I think it's always been there, and I've loved developing people and teams. Um, at the beginning of the lockdown, I did a course with the AOEC to train as an exec coach, and then I've become ICF qualified. So I now then bring coaching into my interim work and also do coaching outside and alongside that as well so what difference does it make I think it's really interesting having had coach training late in my career I really wish that I had had coach training in my 20s because I think of all the years when I was managing large teams and how much better a job I would have done with some coaching skills um I even think they should maybe teach it in schools but I yes I I think having coach training has made me a better manager it's certainly made me a better listener and a better questioner mm. can we follow that mm -hmm. I'm just interested what being a better listener what difference does that make when you go in and go out of an organization for in quite a short period of time for me, going into an interim job, you know, sometimes, you know, it starts off, you're only going to be there a few months to perhaps cover some sick leave or uh, maternity cover or whatever. And for me, I think it's really important, certainly for the first few weeks, just to listen, to really listen to everyone and to, uh, to not to rush in, you know, all guns blazing or anything like that, but to really, really listen up front. I think that's really important. And I think for me, it's also about building trust. So I'd be with an organisation maybe for six, nine, 12 months at a time. And there's a uh, number of people to line manage and those teams. 
And going in, not knowing any of the organizational history, but knowing the sector, um, it, for me, it's that listening and building trust. Um, and and also, I I really keen to lead, leave a, a legacy, rather than just keeping the place spinning whilst they recruit somebody else, to actually um, help the people I'm working with step into more of who they really are. And, and so, so coaching is really helpful in that. So interim as much more than a gap filler is what I'm hearing. Yeah, absolutely. And often you start with one uh, issue or one set of circumstances and they morph into something else. Um, or there's a, a recruitment cycle that doesn't work, so you're here for another six months. Um, and, and maybe maybe it's because of the coaching uh, bias or the coaching um, mindset is I love helping developing people. And often, almost in some ways, you bring a little bit more of a um, a different perspective, even though I might be line managing them, that I'm only here for a period of time, I've got different experiences, and I'm not going to be here forever. So there's something about that time frame that makes it special. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. I had one interim management role where I wasn't the subject matter expert. I was I was coming in to, to manage a team in a gap between uh, two people. And I, I absolutely had to say to the team, you're the subject matter experts. I'm here to walk beside you and I can help you in the process and I help you work things out. But there was no way in a short period of time I was going to become a subject matter expert. And it really helped helping them to grow and develop um, and walking alongside them. Um, and actually not knowing the detail. It was a bit like a coaching session. Sometimes you don't really need to know, know the detail, understand it. But to walk alongside them and help them through a process and help them through things is just, it was, it was um, yeah, really, really special, actually. As you're talking, a lot of, there's a lot of resonance with a podcast that I recently recorded on at the Coach's Journey with Robbie Swale and my writing buddy, Lucia, because we were talking about the dominant stance. And what I think I'm hearing you saying is yeah. it's possible to go into an interim job with your dominant stance being coaching and you have other stances as well. Yes. Uh, and. And. And, 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 it, and it surfaces in informal conversation yeah. until you you'd, um, have coaching as a conversation in the midst of doing stuff. And I think even that's been very helpful. Um, and helping them being seen and heard, what often previous line managers uh, may have left less so done that. And also, um, in a couple of my current one and previous, a couple of uh, clients that I've worked for, I've also done, let's have a formal coaching session, even with people I line manage, and we've set aside time, go to a different place, different hat, contracted, and that's been really interesting. I'm really interested in that, Andy, because I don't do that. We, we've had this conversation before. I don't do that yes. when I'm interim manager because I'm their manager. Um, but I'm really interested in that. 
And, and I think there's, there's probably a range. I remember one at a previous uh, university where we had this conversation and it was like a light, um, a switch going on with that individual. And it was about them finding their voice. And suddenly they jumped into action and started to change significantly. And it was that, that almost, and we talk, it came up in the conversation, we talked about permission and almost so that people finding their own permission to step into things. Um, that was really helpful. Sometimes I found it, um, the hat of manager that I clearly wear was very evident and people, it, sometimes it's harder for people to um, make that switch and here's the stuff I want and will you make a decision and what, what should we do next? Um, and that's the bit about the power differential I've been learning, particularly my current assignment um, that's been so really interesting. In this podcast that with Robbie Swell, one of the things we were talking about is is internal coaches, external coaches, and coaches who are hired in the organisation who are sort of internal, external coaches because they have yes. that distance. Yes. And I'm sensing as you talk that one of the one of the superpowers that you're describing of being an interim is is distance. So you're not completely internal but you're also not completely external. Yeah, and, and my current university, they have an in-house coaching team that I've joined. So I've also have a couple of thinkers who are who are not part of my area, who are more equal in power. Um, but it's been really nice to have that variety within one, in, in one job. Mm. But yes, it is, and I, I do use the, and I'm a coach, as as a, as a sort of a a way of explaining what I do and mark me from different from people who are maybe have done this job before. Ah. So upfront naming the difference. Yes. And I think I also come into an organisation for you know, a year, six months, with a view to help people move forward as well as the tasks or the projects or the the business as usual stuff. That's what strikes me about the way both of you talk about this thing. Because you're so not sorry, this sounds really awful because you'll have to make it make more meaning. As you describe the work that you do, it does. It feels as though you are much more concerned about the people than that you are about the task, and that, that and that you see that as a really important part of your journey. Yes, and and as I I work in finance, then maybe that's slightly unusual. Ah, maybe. But I've always been that way, and I think the coaching enables me to I've now got the skill base and the knowledge and the experience to to be much more fine-grained in how I use it and I can see opportunities in a way that I wouldn't wouldn't have done previously um, I was on a call with somebody recently just talking about a, a specification of a um, a work stream for a finance system bit 
And then at the end of it, I said, well, what was the most useful thing for you out of this conversation? And the, then they said, they thanked me for reflecting back and find, wanting to find out where, what they were thinking about it. I wouldn't have done that before. Ah. So I'm sensing it makes you a better interim. It's more fun this way. <laughs> I think so. Uh, interestingly, the, my current interim role that I'm just coming to an end with, they actually employed me because I was a coach. I think it was inspired, actually. They had a, a gap and decided that they wanted to take the opportunity to develop their team. And they actually said, we want to take this opportunity and we want you to come in and look at a people's strategy and develop the team and help them all to grow and develop. Um, and that was a big part of the remit. Um, and I do think it was inspired. And I, I think an interim is is a really good way of doing that, doing something really different for a while. Mm. I'm really curious about what's the appeal of interim for the two of you, because clearly it's like a calling. I love the variety. Mm -hmm. So often it's the same role, similar role, same sector. Every university is actually completely different. And the sector is very broad and, and universities sit in different places. But I love the being immersed in, usually in the first two weeks, I now have to understand politics, people, backstory, numbers, processes, systems, and after a week and a half, come up with a report to say, good, bad, and ugly, what, sh what can we do in six months whilst I'm here? And I love that immersive learning period, but I also love the variety of not being embedded in a doing the financial cycle in the same place for years. I love the variety and I've come across, I think my experience is broader and deeper because I've, I've now worked in nine universities rather than a, a lesser number. Mm. Yeah, for me it's the variety too. I think because I worked in consultancy in my early career I loved, you know, new challenges and you know moving on to the next one. Um, so for me definitely the variety and and for me because uh, outside of interim work I typically work with people who are um, new to leadership or management or struggling with leadership or management so uh, for me doing some interim work I hope keeps me sharp as well it just you know as you're talking it's compellingly adding value to the role What's the response that you get from the people who've hired you as you leave? I think it's great on an individual basis and also I hope I've done more in a, in a full way than and I think if it's if it's a place where I come alive, then I'm, I bring more energy and life to, to everything I do, even if it's a bit boring at times. I was reminded, actually, when you were speaking a minute ago, Andy, of 
the role I alluded to earlier where I couldn't be the subject matter expert in a hurry. Um, when I left, um, the guy who was the most senior person that reported to me sat me down and went through the list of all the things he'd learnt from me, which was really wow. special. Really special. Yeah, didn't expect that at all. And that's ironic, isn't it? Because one of the things I'm picking up as you're talking is that is is that in a world where everyone is our teacher, when you move around different organisations as an interim, they are all your teacher, aren't they? So you're gaining a huge amount. Yes. But what a gift that he's now saying, and these are all the things I learned from you. Yeah, I had a whole list of things I'd learned from him too. So, so it <laughs> out. But yeah. Yeah, there's something about freshness. And really keeping the thing alive. Andy, I can see you're mulling something. No, I think the other bit that I, I was thinking about this um, a couple of days ago, that in a, in a coaching um, conversation, you have, the coach brings up the mindset of a super strong belief that the person in front of them has all the ability to move forward. And uh, I think... I now exhibit that even more than maybe I used to, both in co coaching conversations, but in informal coaching conversations and more generally. And I think there's something about seeing people for who they are and maybe slightly separate from what they do. And then, or, and also having that belief uh, that they can step forward to do whatever it is. And I think that's the bit that I'm maybe learning at the moment of the an extra bit that the coaching presence brings in, a, in, in an interim job. No backstory. Uh, sometimes there's a bit of a backstory. But, um... <laughs> but there's, I'm getting a sense that this thing about a fresh start for people and believing in everyone Yes. That really enables people to, yeah, the, the the word that's coming into my head as you're talking is redemption. Okay. <laughs> that, there's, that there's potential in everyone. Sure. And also as an intro, I'm only here for a period of time and yeah. I don't have loads of time to get up to speed slowly with everything. And mm. we move forward and have more fun if people are more engaged and have a higher level of trust we have more fun sometimes <laughs> we sometimes have more fun so what would you want to say to interims who are listening to this who haven't really engaged in a coaching style as one of their um, dominant stances. I think one of the things that often, if you're the subject expert, you then tell. And I think coaching is really great in staying curious a little bit longer mm. and holding back on the telling and then still asking, drawing out the context and what might they do next and what are the options and you get a better answer but people are much more engaged and empowered and I think that's the bit that would 
because of the change of, of from one organization to another the soft skills are even more important and i think coaching is such great um something to add on to you know a professional career yeah what do you think fee well i think you know there's a lot around at the moment about managers learning coaching skills which mm-hmm. absolutely i think is brilliant um and funny enough it was, it was when the three of us chatted before really thinking about actually when you're in an interim role how actually that is something quite quite useful and quite special it can be yeah yeah so do it is what i'm hearing you saying yeah do it definitely (laughs) if you're an interim do it well, thank you for everything that you've brought to the coaching in today. It's absolutely a delight to talk to you both. Um, and this conversation has been brewing, I know, for a long time. Uh, so it's great that we've that we've had it. So if people want to talk about coaching and interim, how do they make contact with you? I think for me, probably LinkedIn is probably the best way. Okay, um, both LinkedIn. So. Andy Riggs and Fee Stevenson, and I'll put the links in the show notes. Thank you. So Fee and Andy, thank you so much for coming to the Coaching Inn. I'm sure there's more of this conversation to be had over time, um, but really appreciate you sharing your wisdom and your insights and your learning uh, with us today. So I'm Claire Pedrick, and you've been listening to the Coaching Inn with my guests, Andy Riggs and Fee Stevenson. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. If you've enjoyed what you've heard today, we'd love you to share the podcast with a friend or leave a comment on social media. And if you'd like to become a regular at The Coaching Inn, you can subscribe on Podbean and all major podcast channels. We look forward to welcoming you next time. You've been listening to The Coaching Inn, 3D Coaching's virtual pub. For more information, check out 3dcoaching.com.